0: Father, how we look forward to the day when we stand around the throne and we join in with the seraphims singing holy, holy, holy to the Lamb. And we hear the languages that you have created declaring the goodness and the holiness of you. Praise to the Lamb. We're not there yet. And while we desire for Jesus to come take us, I beg that our friends and family members that are not yet a part of your family would be birthed into your kingdom. As we look at things today, I ask that you would change our hearts, change our thought processes, change our actions so that your name would be honored and glorified in ways that we can only Look back and say, that was God. Meet with us today. Speak through me, but change all of us, including myself. Because of our time together, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. There's one thing I'd like you to look at before we start. It's James chapter 1. James chapter 1, verses 22 to 24. And uh, I am reading from probably the yeah the New King James Version. I don't read this that much because I usually read in French. But anyway, here we go. Be but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. So if you're just going to listen to what I'm saying today and you're not going to do anything about it, you're deceiving yourselves. That's my prayer. It has been my prayer. We just don't get together for information. Way too often we're into information. Now I've got the information. What are you going to do with it? One day you and I will stand before the King of Kings as we sang. Praise be to his name that when we kiss his feet, we find grace and mercy. But we will be given account as to why or how we used information, resources, time, energy, how we allowed our children to be used by him. The number one reason why I have a difficulty in seeing people leave your world to come to my world is because of family. And yet we claim we have eternal life. I think that's eternal. That's a long time, not just 70 years. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself and goes away and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. Please don't forget what we're going to talk about today. There's a song Karen used to sing, People Need the Lord. Can't sing that song anymore because their are faces that come up because they do need the Lord. You are sometimes the only Bible that they're going to first see. You're it. So please, don't do evangelism. Be evangelism. Look at that book and sing the songs that we sang today that are phenomenal and then say, God, change me so that they see you, not me. This morning we're going to be talking about the crescent and the light of the cross, communication of the good news of the gospel to our Muslim friends. Does anybody have a, does that ever hit anybody here, kind of weird? Okay, we want to communicate the gospel, but to who? Our Muslim what? Friends. Now our our medias are trying to separate us constantly, on both sides by the way, so that we don't talk to one another. Well, how are we going to know who they are? Because CNN or Fox or ABC tells us who they are? I don't think so. By talking to them. And they become our friends. What is a Muslim? A terrorist or a foreigner? Well, that's what the media would want to have us believe. An Arab? True story. A bunch of Arabs in a conference conference. Right after 9-11, the pastor got up and said, I'd just like to say that we forgive you Arabs for what happened. My Arab friends were there who knew the Lord, who are serving the Lord, who speak Arabic as their mother tongue. They wept. We didn't do anything. We're believers in Jesus Christ. We happen to be Arabs. Any Arab? Islam is someone, Islam means to be submitted to God. That's what Islam means in Arabic. So therefore, a Muslim is one who has been submitted to God. And as they look back in the quarters of all this, they say, Adam was submitted to God. Noah was submitted to God. Uh, Abraham was submitted to God. David was submitted to God. Jesus was submitted to God. Therefore, they are all Muslims. In fact, some of our colleagues are saying, now I can be a Christian Muslim. Or a Muslim follower of Jesus Christ. Well, I can be a follower of Jesus Christ, but I follow Jesus Christ according to the word of God, not according to the Quran, which is that, therefore a Muslim. So when people say, what do you think about Muhammad? We can say, well, you know, Muhammad probably did, a, and he did do a lot of good things for his people. But I happen to be a follower of Jesus. And I like that terminology a little bit better than Christian, although I understand what Christian means because Christian has become a political term rather than a true follower of Jesus. By the way, we're going to go really fast on this thing. If we go too fast, don't forget, on both sides here, we got the notes. And you'll have all of these except for one slide, and I'll tell you which one. So therefore, as you look out right now, you can see that 12% of our world, well, actually, what is it? Only 20, 23% of our world that speaks Arabic is Muslim. The rest of it are not necessarily Muslim. So it can't be any Arab. And by the way, there are only 250 million Arabic speakers in the world today. So what is, where does Islam come from? Muhammad. He was born in 570... B, uh, A.D., excuse me, A.D., not B.C., A.D., wrong religion if we're going B.C. Um, he married his boss, boss's wife, really. He was, a, he was a merchant, and he traveled around a lot. And so he, when she became a widow, he married her, which gave him opportunities to begin to do other things other than travel around. He began to do some meditation. He was in a, he was in a cave meditating, trying to understand this thing about God. Now, understand, in Arabia at that point, there were 365 gods that were around, and everyone was worshiping different gods. He's meditating in a cave, and all of a sudden hears a voice. He's a little bit shocked at first, but then with some help and coaching, goes back, and it says, you, and he was understood from Gabriel, that's who he says was speaking to him, you are the prophet of God. So he began preaching, and in 613, there is only one God, not 365, there's only one. There's a coming judgment, be ready for it. Well, he continued to, that continued to preach that, and and if you know anything about Hinduism, everything is cool until you say there is only Jesus Christ. So you can put Jesus on your God shelf, and Karen and I saw that in Chiang Mai, beginning of the year, but you just put him on your God shelf. Now, as soon as you say, erase everything else and only have Jesus, that's when the problems come in. So in 622, he was forced to leave and ran to Medina which starts the Islamic calendar. So you do 2009 minus 622, plus some change because they're on a lunar calendar, we're on a solar calendar, and you get what it is in their time, which is 1400 and something right now, if I'm not mistaken. 630, he comes back in, and the miracle of when he comes back into Mecca, he doesn't have to lift the sword. The leading tribe leader becomes a Muslim. Now everybody's Muslim. Everything is really cool and neat. In six. 32, he then dies, and Islam then spreads out of the Arabian Peninsula across North Africa. North Africa was alive and well with the church. I have stood, Karen Karen has not seen them yet, I have stood in Roman baptistries in North Africa, in both Morocco and in Tunisia. I've been in the baptistries. I've got pictures of me standing there saying, look at just like in Ephesus, I'm standing in a baptistry. This is really cool. The church was alive and well. In fact, there's a very dear saint of the church that we all hold very, very dear. Very dear. Who's North African? Do you know who he was? Augustine. He's Algerian. Today's Algeria. Augustine. remember him? That' great leader in the church. The church was alive and well in North Africa. Islam came through and said either convert or die or be heavily taxed, went up through Spain, got up to the Battle of Tours, which is about 150 to 200 miles away from Paris. Charles Martel then at that battle began to force Islam back down towards North Africa. Amazing the way that the spread of Islam was up until 732. A hundred years after his death, they had already taken across North Africa up into Europe and going the other way as well. Some have asked, this is a slide you will not have on my notes, some have asked about the Shiites and the Sunnis. The Sunnis, about 80%, they follow, they say that the first, the, the caliphs, which were the Muslim leaders that came after Muhammad, should have been Abu Bakr and not somebody that was necessarily a part of the lineage of Muhammad. You'll see that in the Shiites. They want to win by teaching, so they're going to be doing schools and hospitals and helping and assisting. Uh, I don't have time to tell that story. The uh, Shiites, sorry, <laughs> because I was thinking about a believer who actually converted to Islam because of their love for him. The Shiites are about 15 to 20% of the Muslims. They say that Ali, which is the third or fourth caliph that came in, uh, Muhammad's cousin, is the rightful leader, so you win by force if and when necessary. So that's not all the time. And In fact, most of what you're seeing represents about 10% of Islam is when you go into the, into the, uh, the wackos out there that are killing people. 9-12, September 12th. Uh, we had people in our home crying, saying, what is God allowing to happen in our world? And begging us to understand, this is not Islam. They're Muslims. We had Muslims and Christians from, from Afga- Afghanistan and also from, uh, from Iraq, as well as other, other North African countries, calling us on 9-11. Are you okay? Is your family okay? Was anyone touched? We are so sorry for what's going on. So when we look at this, we try to, we try to say 10% of the population max is representing 1.1 to 1.2 billion people. It's not fair. How do we know? Guess what we have to do? Talk to them. Befriend them. Be a friend. Be the Bible. Be Jesus Christ in these people's lives. So you're saying, well, yeah, but they have in among themselves. Well, this is kind of like me, my brother, and my cousin against everybody else. So if you're coming from the outside, we're coming after you. We might be Sunnis. We might be Shiites. We might be factions within that. But nonetheless, we come together when you come from the outside. However, when you're done, I'm really not too sure about my cousins. So me and my brother go against my cousins. And I'm really not too sure about my brother, so everybody's kind of watching everybody all the time. That's a philosophy. We go back to our notes. Basic beliefs, these are really good. We can use these. So often we think, no, you have to change everything. Well, watch, they believe in God. The omnipotent, almighty, omniscient, holy, perfect God. His name is Allah. What are we supposed to do about that? Now wait a minute. Remember, not all of the all the Arabic speakers are Muslim, are they? Go back to that green Bible back there. Find John three sixteen, and you will say you will see for God for Allah so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. That's the name for God. Now how do we define God? We define God with the Word of God, not with something that could contain the Word of God, but with the Word of God. How do we define prayer with the Word of God? How do we find mercy with the Word of God? Some of us have come from Christian backgrounds, and this is what you're supposed to do. And you come and open the book, and you go, wait a minute, the book doesn't say that. And we change our lives according to the Word of God. That's where we want to be all the time. So they believe in God. They believe in angels. They believe in the prophets, 120,000 prophets. And some of the greatest prophets in Islam, guess who they are? That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. We've got the fall of man. We have confidence in God. We have a leader. We have some phenomenal outpourings of of the, the heart about who God is. We have the Lamb of God who came. And then we have somebody else that they want to hold on to. But I follow Jesus. I stop there. I don't have to be belligerent about this. I don't have to call Muhammad a false prophet. I don't have to do things against Muhammad. I follow Jesus. The truth wins. We win. Well, we don't. He does. We just happen to be part of the family. That's cool. They believe in the holy books. The Zora, which is the Pentateuch. The Zabur, which are the uh, the Psalms and the Proverbs. Love the Psalms and Proverbs. The Injil, which was the word given to Jesus. The Quran and the Hadiths. The Hadiths and the Sunnis would be what we would know as Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. The sayings and the actions of the Prophet Muhammad would be in the Hadiths. So they would take the Quran and the Hadiths. And again, you can get back into the Sunni Shiite argument as to what part is supposed to take precedent over the other part but we're not going to talk about that here and they believe in the believe in the final day of judgment one day we will stand before god all of that is phenomenal that is phenomenal to be able to use and to walk in there and say look now let's look a little bit deeper at the truth five pillars of the faith we're going to go through these quick because i think you've heard these before but the very first thing a baby will hear as it's crying before they clip the cord and i've been there that's pretty cool it's a pretty tough cord too is this there is one god allah Muhammad is his prophet. That's the very first thing that they will hear. And they will repeat that day in and day out and day in and day out and day in. There's only, there's only one God. There's only one God. There's only one God. There's only one God. And you say there's three gods, Christian, but there's only one God. There's only one God. And they will continually say that. The last thing that they want to do is they die. And they'll, if they need help, they'll get help. That somebody will raise their arm up and they'll point their finger up and they'll say one last time. Lalla Illallah. And that I can say in Arabic. There is only one god, Allah. And they'll finish it off with Muhammad as his prophet and then they breathe their last and they die. Hoping that that's going to transport them into paradise. They pray 5 times a day. You were up at 4:30 this morning praying, were you not? The call to prayer this morning at 4:30 or 5:30 depending on where in the world you are <clears throat> starts off, you are more blessed to pray than to sleep. Well, yeah, isn't prayer good? So, so far, the creed, I can agree with half of it. Prayer, I like that. The fasting part, well, okay. But it's only for a month, and it's from the time that when you take two cords out there and you see the black one and the white one, when you can tell the difference, you stop everything. Eating, drinking, good Muslims swallowing your own saliva, because we, wouldn't want, we would want to feel the poverty of other people. You can't talk, think about the opposite sex. You've got to stop smoking. Everything has to stop, and you have to concentrate about, about being a good person. From the time sundown to sunup, that's when it's a family time. Now, we look at it and go, huh, you guys just get together and eat then. But it's a family time. You break the fast together. So they'll be all over the place, and it's time to eat, and everybody runs home. Got to have soup with mom and dad. And they break it with a the soup. Then they'll have a meal. Then they'll talk a little bit more, maybe sleep, get up, eat again, sleep a little bit more, get up, and eat again. And just before the crack of, the crack of dawn or before that, you can tell the difference, or if you're in the Western world, we just kind of watch when, the, when uh, our CNN tells us what time the sun comes up and goes, down, goes back down to, to sleep, I guess. But anyway, that's what they do. And they will continue to do that. In the, and the idea is, I do this because God told me to. Now, what are you doing, Christian? And they'll come on that strong. We have the truth. Watch Jesus. They came on really strong. And he said, here's the truth. Basically, you take it or leave it. Get over it. I'm not moving. Alms. You need to give two and a half percent of your wealth to the poor the poor can be the infidels that's you and me according to them where we go to their house and they actually feed us some of the some of the meat that they do for the for the big aid as you would know the aid the festival the sheep festival as you would know it as um, but it's an idea of trying to do help the advancement of islam the next one will be the pilgrimage if it's possible one year once in your lifetime you go to mecca And as you go to Mecca, you'll go up to Medina like Muhammad did. You'll come back in between those two. You'll throw rocks at these pillars because you don't want Satan in your life. They will walk around Mecca seven times. They will cry. They will experience God. Very interesting. They talk and use the same terminology that we do. The Hajj, excuse me, the the Jihad, as you know it, the struggle. The struggle could be my own personal struggle with sin all the way up to the extremists. Use that then as a reason why they can go out and kill, kill one another. Be very careful that we are not doing some of the same things. Because you are a bad Muslim, we kill you. We used to say this, and unfortunately I've heard this seriously said, bomb them, let God sort them out later on. I just don't see Jesus doing that. Our Savior came into when he died. He died. And everybody went, what? And when he rose, oh, then he said, now. The anger of God against sin has been accomplished. And and now we have forgiveness. Now watch this. These are phenomenal things that we can use. I'm giving you a ton of information. Please don't go talk to a Muslim and say, now I know what you believe. Because you don't. You're going to say, Keith, you told me all that stuff. They don't even know what you're talking about. You may know more than some of the Muslims that live around you. I can't be there. You can. And you're the reason why we're here together so that you can get this information and use it. Don't just listen to it. But these are phenomenal things. You don't have to convince them that Jesus was virgin-born. They already believe that. They already believe that Jesus lived a sinless life. He was the only person ever perfect. Is that not cool? Mohammed even asks for forgiveness. Jesus was perfect. I like this stuff. Jesus performed many miracles. Now, this is cool, too. When he was 12 years old, according to the Islamic thought process... He created clay pigeons and blew on them, and they flew away. Isn't that cool? Uh, Keith? Hmm. Which part of uh, Luke chapter 24 or 26 are you talking about there? No, 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 no. Because if that happened, guess what? And I look at my friends and say, you really believe that? Absolutely, don't you? Well, I said, I don't know about the story or not, but that would make Jesus the author of life, wouldn't it? (laughs) Are you with me in Colossians? This is cool. They believe this stuff. It's like, have you ever put this stuff together, my friend Muhammad, or my, my friend Fatima? Have you ever seen this stuff? Like, no, it, really cool. Not only that, look at that. Uh, they also believe, excuse me, we'll go a little bit farther on here, that Jesus went back to heaven. And they also believe that Jesus is coming back to judge the earth. Now watch this. Could you tell me what other prophet God gave all of that to? He has a supernatural unique life. A supernatural and unique birth, except uh, I don't know of anybody else born of a virgin here. I don't know of anybody else who's sinless. And, and to his life, God takes him back to heaven. Well, that's three major things. Could you name me another prophet that has all three? Well, let's give him the one sinless, because prophets are supposed to be sinless. Jonah, uh, excuse me. Um, who? Elijah. Now, Elijah has a pretty cool end to his life. We're out of here in a chariot of fire. That's pretty cool. And we're going to give him these sinless, but I think he was born. How about Enoch? Pretty cool. Walking with God and all of a sudden disappears. Seppo, Star Wars or Star Trek, like now. Boom, gone. Cool. beat me up. Instead of Scotty, God. Uh, that's pretty cool. But he was born. We have a record of his birth. So what other prophet? Now we're going to come to Muhammad. Again, Muhammad did a lot of good things for his people, But, if I'm not mistaken, he was born and he died. And I'm not trying to say anything other than, have you ever considered what the prophet Jesus had to say? We're going to go from the known to the unknown. We'll talk about that tonight a little bit more. Have you ever heard what he said about sin, about forgiveness, about heaven, about hell? You haven't? Well, why don't we start reading it together? This is where we want our Muslim friends to be. Why? Because John chapter 14, Jesus was specific when he said... 14, 15, and 16, I'm leaving, the Comforter is coming, and he will convict you of sin and convince you of everything that I've said. Is that not cool? All of this stuff is there, and I'm going, uh, in my mind I'm saying, my goodness, this is a lot easier than we think. I don't have to convince them of any of this stuff. They already believe it. Let's go a little bit farther. They believe that Jesus is the Messiah. Yes! They also believe that Jesus is the Word of God. Now, how do we separate my word from me? We don't. Yeah, I'm responsible for the things I say. Do you see where we're going as far as this idea of God is one and Trinity combination going back and forth? This stuff is phenomenal. Judaism and Christianity and their prophets were originally given by God. The Bible was originally given by God. That's what they believe. They believe all of that. This is cool. The Bible is the word of God. It's just you Christians have co- corrupted it. We'll get to that in a little bit. We'll get to that. They don't believe that Jesus is the Son of God. They don't believe that Jesus is God. They don't believe that Jesus died on the cross. They don't believe, therefore, that he rose from the dead. He didn't need to. God took Him back to heaven. And they don't believe that there's any substitutionary atonement. In other words, I am responsible for my own sins. I will pay before a holy God for what I have done. Somebody else can't die for me. And then we go back to the story about Abraham and Ishmael. You remember the story? We're walking up the hill. And Ishmael looks over at his dad. Well, they don't know all the story, so I kind of helped them out a little bit of Abraham and his son. The truth will correct the way you and I don't think correctly. <laughs> give, our, give them grace, give ourselves grace. And so they go up there, and they go through the whole thing. And I remember doing this at the, they, they tell the story during Ramadan, at the end of Ramadan, and I said, Mama, I love that story. She said, You do? I said, Yeah, I love that. You know that story. I said, well, And Abraham was taking his son up the hill. The son said, Dad, where's the sacrifice? And what did Abraham say back to him? Mama didn't know. God will provide a sacrifice. And you know, Mama, you told me that story. It took her 25 minutes to tell me that story. And just like you told it to me, with all the expression and the excitement that was going on, those, those Jewish moms and dad talked to their kids and talked to their kids and talked to their kids. And then all of a sudden, there was a guy by the name of John. And John is in some water. And he looks over at Christ Jesus and he says, there's the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Yes! Now, the discussion was done. But nonetheless, it's the gospel. It's sitting there. All we have to do is, in a relationship, pull it back out and say, look, you get to choose. That's cool. So salvation is only by the works that they do. So, We differ as well Is that you cannot know you're going to heaven. If you are here and if you consider yourself my brother or my sister because of the blood of Jesus Christ and the resurrection that guarantees that we will be face to face with God and be ushered into his kingdom. We have eternal life. Our worst day as a Christian, the most miserable day that you and I can have is better than their best religious day that they can have because they still don't know if they're going to make it or not. God does whatever God wants to do. So if God says you can come into my presence, you come. If he says no, you're rejected. If Jesus stands before God and Jesus was just a prophet, he could say you're condemned to hell because that's what I decided. Now, our friends would say they probably wouldn't happen that way, but who am I to tell God what to do? And my answer is my God is outside of time. So when my God says something here, it's good there, 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 and back over there in eternity because he's outside of all that and he's faithful so that when he says something it's eternal wow which is why i love genesis chapter 15 where god says abe yeah god can you count the stars Uh -uh. you're gonna have that many kids he's got nothing okay if you say so works for me and it was credited to him as righteousness god's not changed the program it's still by faith it's still by faith. Sorry, I'm preaching. I'm not supposed to do that. Okay, the Bible has been changed by the Jews and the Christians and therefore is not reliable today. We'll get to this in a little bit, I hope. Muhammad is, the final, is God's final prophet, and of course the Quran is the final scripture, therefore Islam is the final religion. Again, you'll have these up here. We're going to have to cruise because I've got about five minutes to cover an hour. <clears throat> Hang on. If I go too fast, somebody raise your hand and I'll try to slow down. Barriers are political, cultural, and theological. Most Muslims live in a world where when when you come to know Christ as Savior, you risk your life. Most places are not where I can walk in. I hire people on. I said I'm responsible for visas. They come in as pastors and and parish assistants. And that's totally legal, totally accepted, and even accepted within within France, that I am a Protestant evangelical pastor. To accept Jesus Christ means that you leave the Ummah. Excuse me, what's the Ummah? The Ummah is everything. Islam is not a religion. It is a total political, economic, social, religious system. Everything is done in community. Nothing is done individually. I'm going to go find a job. You don't find a job by yourself. Mom and dad help you find the job because they know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody. And it comes back and says, do you want them to work there? And we go back and say yes. And it comes back. And in three or three weeks, you got a great job. That's the way it works. Same thing for, for uh, when you want to get married. You talk to your mom, your mom talks to her mom, her mom talks, in my case, her mom talks to the girl, the girl talks to mom, mom talks to mom, and then mom talks to me and we get married. After all, they've been married for a long time, they understand how to make a marriage work. What do I know at 18? Not much. Now, I know I thought I knew everything at 18, and I'm finding out I don't have anything. So, don't know anything. So, to see this, this social thing, if I come to know Christ as Savior, I'm pulled out of it, ripped out of it. I have nothing. My identity is gone. My, my income is gone. Everyone is against me. I'm looked upon as an infidel. So you've got rejection by the family. You've got, rege- you've got a loss of work. You have possible physical abuse, and this is happening even in this country as well as in, in Western Europe. Potential death as well. Theological barriers, and this is a big one. God's word. God's word's been changed. We talked about that. We're going to hit just that one right now. The rest of it, maybe we can talk about tonight. God's God's Word has been changed. The Bible's been changed. That's why the Quran came. Now, so often we want to hit that baby head on because we're just used to saying, here's truth, here's truth, here's truth, here's truth. Get over it. I'm going to beat you up with truth. And all we have to do is say, no kidding, God's Word was changed. Uh, When? When When did God's Word get changed? Well, sometime between Jesus and Muhammad. No kidding. So it was changed before Muhammad. Yeah. Well, if was we changed Muhammad from Muhammad, then isn't there someplace in the Quran that says that Jews and Christians and Muslims are all people of the book and therefore we should kind of respect one another? Well, of course it does. Well, if the book was changed, then why would God have told Muhammad to say that? Um, I guess he wouldn't have. Okay, so the Bible's been changed. Yes, when? Uh, it had to be after Muhammad. Okay, who changed it? Where's the original? And what do I do about all of the manuscripts that are out there in so many different languages that don't say anything different than one another? We have more empirical proof, if you want, that the Bible is really the Bible than any other old, old manuscript that's out there. So what do I do about all those things? Who could change all those things? That's pretty good, by the way, to change all those things at the same time in different languages all over the world. That's pretty cool. I got a problem with that, though. I don't think that's going to happen. But not only that, don't, don't you believe that Jesus was a prophet? Absolutely, Muhammad says. Well, Muhammad. What do I do about Jesus when he said that the smallest dot in Hebrew ain't going to change because it's easier for the world to disappear so we're not even standing on the ground anymore than to change one of those little dots? Now, if I could spell my name for you in Arabic, my name has five dots in it, two below and three above. If I pull one of those dots out, I'm no longer Keith. I'm Kibbath or Kit because I'm changing And it changes the word. It's no longer me. It's something else. Hopefully I didn't say something wrong in Arabic. But nonetheless, I can use that as an illustration. It says, well, wait a minute. Jesus said it's easier for this world to disappear, for us not to have the stars, for the moon and the sun to disappear, than for one of those dots to change. Now, if Jesus is a prophet, and I believe he's a prophet too, because that's what he said. A prophet is not known in his own country. We're going to start with what they know. Can a prophet lie, Muhammad? And he said, no. Well, then what do I do about Jesus? That's what he said. Not only that, he said it a couple of different times. And not only that, but you say that my book has been changed. Well, don't you stand there and say, God is the greatest? And at that point, I've just walked right into the philosophy of Islam. Because where's the east around here? Somebody help me out. Point to the east. Where's the east? That way? So, as they stand facing the east, they raise their hands toward, toward heaven, and they say, Allah, Akbar." God is the greatest which really means God is the biggest. Akbar is the biggest. Our God is majestic, and there's a difference. He's not the strongest and the big bully of the crowd. He is majestic. But nonetheless, Allah Akbar, God is the greatest. And then they fall, and they continue to say, God is the greatest throughout that reka. That, each recca, uh has different occasions where they'll say, God, and God is the greatest, and God is the greatest, and God is the greatest. Which he is. That's good. Majestic more than big, but I like that. So God is omnipotent, right, Muhammad or Fatima? Absolutely. You sure? Are you absolutely sure that he is omnipotent? Yes. Well, cool, I'm stronger than God. (laughs) What are you talking about, Keith? Well, if man changed his word, then man is stronger than God. Personally, I have a problem with that. My God is omnipotent, and I can never change what God said. Why do you believe you can I've never thought of it that way. i standing in their center, and a guy comes over, and he says, that chair's is burgundy, isn't it? And I said, yeah, it is, because he saw that I was a Christian and a pastor. I said, what do you think about Christianity? Well, I don't agree. I don't like Christianity. I said, why not? And he said, that chair over there is burgundy. And somebody else goes out and says it's burgundy and burgundy, and then talks to another friend and another friend and another friend. Pretty soon, it's brown. Well, they're lying. It ain't brown. Now, we've not talked about the Bible at all. <laughs> he says, do you understand why I have a problem with Christianity? I said, yeah, because... You think God is not omnipotent. <laughs> what? I said, how can, God change his, how can man change God's word? He said, well, he can't. I said, well, why are you telling me it's been changed? And not only that, take him and say, where in the Quran does it say that? And it doesn't. That's cool. <laughs> That's cool. Go find out. Find out what our friends believe. And I say friends because that's where we want to be. We want to befriend people. Do you realize how well you can affect the entire world by going over to Ohio State University, whichever direction that might be, and bringing those kids into your home and say, how you doing? How is it in America? What's happening in your life? did you want to know why we celebrate Thanksgiving wait a minute Keith that's family time yeah I know whose family mine or his sorry I'm preaching again. bring them into our families and let in celebrations of, of natural holidays it's phenomenal we can talk to people and say this is what I believe I don't do this because I have to I do this because I get to you're having a problem can I pray for you I told the story last night Mama, mama would laugh every time I pray. They come to our house, and the one thing I do when they come to our house is say, excuse me, we normally pray before we eat. Is that okay with you? Sure. Okay, good. So I pray. And we'll see what the discussion goes after that because I, uh, I'm considered a religious person. I'm supposed to pray. Mama would laugh. She'd cut up. She'd talk to people. She'd move people around. She'd do everything when I was praying. All the time. Only when I was praying. So one day... We called her mama because if we called her Mrs. Mrs. Uldaisa, we got shot, <laughs> really. They adopted us as a family. So one day, her mom is sick, and we come over, and she says, Oh, my mother's very, very sick. I said, Mama, can I pray for you and your mama? She said, You do that? I said, Absolutely. What do you have to do? I said, Nothing. We can pray right here, right now. And we prayed. And as I prayed, you could hear this Muslim lady say, Amin, 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 Amin. Lord, we want your will. Amen. Lord, would you heal her? Amen. Would you give her strength? Amen. And then I said, in Jesus' name. And then she went, Amen. Oh, that is so cool. They don't have a personal God. They know nothing about this. Oh, yes, they'll sit down and they'll put their hands up when they're finished with all of their responsibilities and they'll put their hands up like this and that's when they can hopefully ask God to help them get through the next test or to find a good wife or do something. But to stay, can we actually pray for God? same mama now i'm in her place in algeria and her brother looks at me and says hey christian how many times do you pray a day um i didn't know how to answer that now i do once i started this morning when i got up and i'm going to continue to talk to him because i already have while we were talking here until tonight when i go to bed i pray five times a day i said that's good we wash from here to here and all around here and he went through the whole ritual and i said that's really good And i'm saying lord what am i supposed to say here i'm in his house i'm in algeria Mama, her mother is now dying of probably tuberculosis or something next to me. She's looking at me, he's looking at me, the wife, and I'm saying, Lord, what are we doing here? And he gave me a question. Remember I said, be together, ask questions. I said, my friend, is it more important to wash the outside of our bodies or our hearts before we talk to God? (laughs) That came from God, didn't come from me. And his wife in Arabic said he's right, because I understand a little bit of Arabic. And he went, you know what, I'm going to go pray. And I said, may you find God when you pray. We're not responsible to tick off little people, how many people have come to know Christ as Savior. What we are responsible is where we are, using the information and understanding the forgiveness and love that we've been given so greatly to talk to people. And quite frankly, one of the greatest problems I have in being in France is that they're not contacts, they're not my job. They're not a reason for me to come back and say, 18 billion people came to know Christ. Please keep supporting me. Garbage. Garbage. That's not what we're on this planet for. And I look out at these people, and they're dear people. They've eaten in our homes. We've been in their homes. We've been all around with these people. And I look at them and say, God, it's not fair that I get to love them. If you don't save them, I know where they're going. And one time I had one of my, one of my friends throw his arms around me. He says, you're my brother. It is so good to be with you. And I want to weep on the inside saying, not yet. Not yet, but stay with me long enough so we can talk about this deeper. Please, God, save these people. They're not our enemy. Muslims are not our enemy. We have one enemy and one alone. And he's our father's enemy. We don't have the confidence that we're going to be able to have everything we have. But we have confidence of one thing. I will never leave you nor forsake you from now on. Until the time you see me. So wherever you are in your struggle and on your journey, if you're on the mountains, he's there. If you're in the valleys, he's still there. He's not moved. And what he's asking us to do is not to just survive. He's asking us to minister to people. And that just means being with them. Tell me about your journey. Get him into our homes. Get into their homes. Invite him in for tea. Make your tea at my house. Let me see what's going on in your life. There's an answer when we finally find the real problem. Because all the other prophets, including Muhammad, said, that's the way to go to God. If you want to know God, you go this way, you go this way. And what did Jesus say? I am the way, the truth, and the life. And then farther on, he said, if my words dwell in you, you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free free to be able to look at your parents and say i am a christian and if that means you need to take my life then you can take it your honor is saved my honor for my jesus christ is saved and i go home right away and i have know of two people that have done that to their parents to their fathers personally well i know one personally the other one i heard of secondhand where they looked at it and said if you need to do it because i know where i'm going that's freedom That's freedom. I'm not on this planet to get a bunch of toys. I'm on this planet for the Father to continue to work on me so that people see the fruit of love, joy, peace, long-suffering, and they see God, and they want that fruit. So, God, don't stop changing me or you. Get out there and talk to your friends, please. Make them your friends. Chance it. You might change the world. Let's pray. Our Father, you are so good, so great, It's so honorable. And I stand before you, and I don't know how to say thanks enough that you say, Keith, you're my kid. Just live like that. We've talked today about Muslims, but rarely it applies to all of our friends that are around us all the time. Give us a love, a love that comes from Jesus, a love from understanding, unconditional love that just flows through us to people. No matter what their nationality is, no matter where they come from, no matter how dangerous or not dangerous they are, how they smell, how they dress. Thanks, Jesus, because when you were here, you spent time with people that most most of us wouldn't spend time with. As an example to say, I've come to seek those that are lost. Don't let us hear this information and just know about the Sunnis and the Shiites and the pillars of the faith. Change us so that we will be your image bearers of grace among people who are in desperate need of Jesus Christ. Change us. In Jesus' name.